Hi, I'm Gerard De Peralta. And I'm Kevin Edward Morris Peterson. Jesus. And I'm Ryan Benoit, and this is Serial Podcast 9. Uh, episode, the one after we took a break. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here we are. We're back at it. It's very exciting. And tonight, I think we're going to do things differently. Oh, Gerard, you're going to be the host and ask us questions. Oh, okay, guys. So, so, uh, you got to you got to read the people's names correctly. Yeah, I don't know where they are. Okay, so we have some guests this evening. Uh, I'm Gerard. I'll be your host for the night. Uh, We have some special guests: Uh, Ryan Benoit of Dodo Logic, uh, occasionally on um, the other podcast, Serial Podcast Nine, and also Kevin. From Serial Podcast Nine, welcome Hi. to Serial Podcast Nine. Oh, thanks for having oh, us. Oh, so on, happy Gerard. to be here. Oh my Big god, time yeah, honor. Yeah. thanks, Gerard. So you guys are back. Long time sure. listener, first time guest. All right. Yeah, it's real great. I'm so excited to be here with you. Yeah, uh, I actually um, want to. I wanted to say one thing before we decided to do this. I feel like Gerard wanted to do a podcast on toxic masculinity <laughs> in the cars. <laughs> Well, obviously, before, you know before we keep going with this shit, you know what's going on next? What toxic masculinity? Well, yeah, I mean, next podcast is probably oh, gonna the be next that, podcast. Man. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna yeah it'll be toxic it. masculinity, and I got a great analogy for it, but then I'll I'll save it for then. Okay, uh, back at it. So okay, so uh, normally normally I have two other hosts, but they're currently away uh, on Drift Week, so so you guys can uh, be my guests tonight. All right. But how was Drift Week? <laughs> Say it like you mean it. Uh, Kevin, how was Drift Week? Uh, I would say it was long. It was definitely... It was hold definitely... on, hold on. Let's back it up for a second. For people yeah. that don't know what Drift Week is, let's uh, oh, let's yeah, start let's again here. Kevin, will you describe for us what, uh, what, what you've been doing for the past two weeks? So basically, Drift Week was you get to Arizona, Tucson, Arizona, and then there's two drift days at Honda Muscle Man Circuit. And then you drive, after those two drift days, the next day you drive from Tucson to LA. And then the next day at 8 a.m., you drift at Horse Thief Mile in Willow Springs. Okay, you're getting then, a little too in-depth here. We're uh, losing some listeners. Maybe you can okay, yeah. a quick description of what the overall thing is. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, how about I take a crack at it? All right. I feel like okay, it's a, a, take a swing. while Kevin worked on his car. Yeah, no, mine's brought more concise. Yeah. You know. Okay, so how, how long is Drift Week? Because I, I heard right. it's not actually a week. No, we were gone for 18 days. Kevin and okay, I left so... on February 14th, and we got back on March... Fourth, yeah, March fourth, Drift Week, inspired by Drag Week, meaning hypothetically, you street drive your car to several tracks across drift car to several tracks in several different states. That was the premise. So, Kevin and I had a little bit of a different go of it because we had to first get to the state where it was starting. We street drove the Alteza from Canada to Arizona, which was 26 hours. And then we started Drift Week, which was 
as Gerard uh, alluded to, was over a, over a week. Not actually a week, but like, that yeah. That was so, 12 days, yeah. So it was yeah. a drift two weeks and a half, is what you're saying. Yeah. Fortnite, maybe. Is that what a Fortnite <laughs> is? I don't know. Yeah. Fortnite's a video game, but sure. <laughs> oh. Nerd. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we did that. We did a thing. We were, Kevin and I spent a long time together. Yeah. Okay. okay. A, lot of time, a lot of time in the car. So how was yeah. your Valentine's together? It sounds like it was very romantic driving in a drift car. It was. We went out to a nice romantic restaurant in Portland and they had uh, roses on the table. And oh, there was no. a lot, oh, yeah, lots of did. other, they had lots of other couples. Yeah, we know oh, okay. it was Valentine's and then, Day. And then the next, and then the next day, <laughs> we also had a romantic dinner in another Mexican restaurant in Sacramento, California. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah. Which apparently was Michelin rated, but I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, it was pretty good. The portions were pretty small, and it, it, you know, the service yeah. was good. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But... Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so you go and you take a car and you theoretically street drive it through, uh, from here to some, from, from one place to another, drifting and driving it along the way. Am I, am I correct? Yes. Assuming yeah. that's what it's supposed to happen. Okay. So, yeah. You guys drove the entire way. You drove there and then you drove the entire event, correct? Yeah. We took a, a day off. We uh, yeah. We didn't. One- there was the one day at Adams we didn't drive the first day, and then we didn't drive the last day at Utah. Okay. Now um, the weather the weather was too bad for us to get to Adams on the first track day because we were on the other side of the pass in California to like get into the get into the city to get there. So it would just been like shit. So yeah, we didn't drive that day. That's crazy. First things first, how would you rate the overall experience Ooh. out of 10? Let's say Ryan go first. Ryan go first. I think overall experience, man, there is a lot to say about it. Uh, I will say 8.2 out of 10 is what I will say. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Kevin? 82%. Uh... I yeah, I feel like I'd say pretty close to what Ryan's saying. Like, it's it wasn't a nine out of ten for me. I don't know if that was just because it was so much work, though. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work beforehand to get ready. Maybe if I was a bit younger, I'd like be appreciative of all the work, or like wouldn't really care about how much work it was. But like you know. Uh huh. Yeah, I yeah. could, you know, I could have maybe done with like slightly less drift events and like slightly more like days to chill and hang chill out. Events. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I mean, with that said, you could, since there were two days at a bunch of tracks, you could chill like we did that one day. Yeah. I also did feel like that one day I was like sick. Like it was actually just sick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you. We all kind of went through it. It felt like I was also sick for one one day ish as well. Um, and I'm I'm not trying to like sewer Kevin here or anything, but there were like several points in the trip where you could just tell like Kevin was kind of like, 
I don't know how much longer I can keep doing this. Like, you know, oh yeah, you know? no. There was but, like a couple of times where I was like, "Yeah, I'm done. Like, I'm over it. I'm out of here." Like, yeah, yeah. And, knowing, and then knowing Kevin, he, would, he just kept going. Yeah, he rallied, and then he would do it, and it was great. But there was definitely that sense of like, oh, and, and then even halfway through, Kevin came to the conclusion. He's like, "This is great, but I don't know if it's for me." And I was like, "Yeah, that's like not." <laughs> not yeah. a bad thing to say because like yeah so the nice thing i think about drift week is there's drift week in theory and drift week right. in theory is great um the organizers lay it out for you at the beginning i came up with maybe not the best analogy but i'll say it anyway it felt a bit like burning man for cars initially and what i mean is like the side about actually building a community. It was, you know, uh, Aaron right from the get-go was like, hey, before you go buy parts, maybe like check the group chat because I guarantee everything you need to keep your car running is probably in this community. Like, you know, like everyone should have each other's backs and, you know, like you'll talk to people. You're going to be really close with everyone and that's going to be really great. So it's like, oh, and I, I thought that, you know, it's just an amazing thing. It's like car community doesn't really function like that anymore. Often you just get a bunch of people on the internet and they argue with each other about nonsense, trying to be like the alpha in the room. And this had the sense that it wasn't going to be that. So I thought that mm -hmm. was really nice. Uh, so in theory, what was laid out was great. And then mm -hmm. they have all these things in between. So like, we could have went on a hike after we drove Muscle Man. Uh, we could have joined the Shitbox Derby in Vegas. Uh, How many people did that? It seemed well, like there was maybe like question. five cars, which is, would maybe be like 20 people. Oh, wow. That's a decent amount. And I don't, I don't really know about the hike. I don't think there was any like photos or Our anything. Our guys just like. don't hike. Well, I mean... You did. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, because that was a thing. To me, it was like, all right, well, you just got to Tucson, unless you live in Tucson or Phoenix or whatever. And then you did, you know, a two days worth of drift event. And now today is the day you're supposed to drive whatever, eight and a half hours, as Google Maps says, you know, with no stops and no traffic on the way mm -hmm. from, from Tucson to uh, LA. And you're supposed to stop in phoenix and go do a multi-hour hike it just kind of <laughs> seemed a little bit like not realistic because then the next morning you're supposed to be at willow springs horse thief mile at like 8 a.m right well maybe they think you're superhuman uh and because you've worked on your car for the past two weeks to get it there mm -hmm. that you wanted to add you know even more work and and stuff to your sort of uh well i mean roster. i don't know who doesn't like a good yeah. hike though you know <laughs> Yeah. Also, we've left out like Kevin fucked up his knee before we left. Like, so he was icing. His knee was fucked up already, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when I had that issue with my brake line, I messaged in the group chat, and like within like five minutes, some some guy had like Facebook called me and was like, "Yeah, I got it. Like, come come find me and get it from me." So. That like a nice. dash three right. sixteen inch yeah. line or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And some someone oh, else sick. someone else needed a five eighths like rod end, and I was like, "Yo, I have it." But then they got it from someone else. 
before they could get oh. it from me. So, well, yeah. well, well, missed a uh, missed connection. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think the- there's there's before we keep going. There's probably the value in actually saying what tracks you drifted, Kevin. Why you chose to do? I was trying. Event. I was trying to do that, but Gerard said it was boring. But you know, <laughs> no. I mean, like, it's just because you're saying all the time. No, I everything. know. I know. I okay. Know. So, so how many tracks? Five. It was yeah, five tracks, five different okay. tracks, and they were uh, Honda Muscleman Circuit in Tucson, uh, Horse Thief Mile in Willow Springs, Adams Valley Speedway, which used to be called Grange in Apple Valley. Or is it Apple oh, Apple Valley Speedway? Sorry, not Adams Valley. Yeah, Adams uh, and then one. and then yeah, Adams Motorsports Complex or Circuit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, something like and that. then uh, Utah Motorsports Campus. Utah Saints. Right. Yeah, which like it was something I didn't really know about, but then like when you get there, you're just like, wow, this is wild. This is wild. A campus and yeah. professional and yeah. The we it was the only place we had a covered like pits like it, we were in like gar- a garage like multi-door like garage door garage that had outlets hanging from the ceilings for like tire warmers and shit like it was it was yeah, a thing people race cars there right like real yeah cars. well it's a like perf- they were they apparently they did like world level like cart like the cart world series was there or something last year hey kevin what was your favorite track that you drove uh, thanks, Gerard. Um, my favorite track that I drove uh, would yeah, definitely. I'm been... just going to ask a question. <laughs> right, Gerard... I don't even know where you guys are anymore. You're not even on my fucking screen. <laughs> Jesus, Gerard. Because you're, <laughs> you're looking at cars, probably what would you could buy. Like, yeah, yeah, at, yeah. Uh, all right, all right. We're going back to the old format where I just asked. <laughs> no. Hey, Kevin, what was your favorite no. track? Well, I'm. I'm eating a Triscuit at the moment, so it's going to take me two seconds before I can be, like, recording. Sorry. Triscuit. Yeah, my favorite track by a a long shot, I would say, was Horse Thief Mile. I've wanted to drive that track for a very long time. The elevation change on that track looks looks wild, and when you're there, it's even more wild, which which just makes it super fun. And, yeah, I feel like I would do whatever almost it takes to be able to go drive that track again. So yeah. 20 something hour drive, I think. Uh, it yeah, is, I think so. yeah, yeah, it's the closest track to us that we went. No, wait, Utah is closer, isn't it? I would think but, Utah is a bit closer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I like that. I'm going to agree with you overall. Horse Thief was, was like the what most was your exciting. favorite track to film at. Uh, so overall, um, there I think was like the most exciting to film at. Uh, I and I do feel like maybe we didn't even get into like the whole potential of all the things that could be done there because then Kevin the had issues. Sounded with like it was terrible. It was but, just very windy. Horse, That's just I think a product of where it is. Like when I looked, yeah. up, I looked up, but they're like it's always windy there. I mean, I remember like the final boat uh, that was there. It looked very similar as far as weather and um, just temperament, and like the, the, all the wind was just so crazy. Everything just looked like it was. That's a different place than where they have the what the fuck's it called? There's that kind of big skid pad at the top. That's called. That's they, like Streets of Willow. 
that's sort that's of at the like bottom a, of the hill. That's a yeah, it's like below horse thief. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's where they so, test like like all the Formula D cars and stuff. Like Alex tested there before and stuff. Yeah, it is like yeah. uh I it is a road course, but then that it bleeds off into that one big section where everyone's allowed right. to sort of drift there. Okay, yeah, okay. While we were while we were there, they had the uh Hoonigan Porsche was tested. Yeah. Oh sick. Which was rad. Yeah. So overall horse thief is the is the coolest. I would say though, what track had the best drifting at it? So I have all these thoughts on this. So I'll ask you, Kevin, what track had the best drifting? I almost want to say Honda Muscle Man in Tucson, the mm. first one. I don't know. It felt like people, there was like a bunch of crazy drivers that were locals. There was a bunch of really cool cars that were locals. It was like the first event. So it felt like people were kind of like going a bit harder or all out at least, you know, I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fair. But then I don't know. I felt like yeah, the the driving a horse thief was like pretty decent. Honestly, like yeah, I like I I said this on the trip, but I was like I don't you know I don't know that I've been around this much consistently good driving, like you know ever. It was like yeah. I felt like I was one of like the weak weaker drivers on the trip, or like not pushing nearly as hard as most people, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Uh, so my experience at Honda Muscleman was different because, uh, full transparency, I don't think they were great at dealing with media and that wasn't the drift week people. That was just the track. People are very, very concerned about the safety and the well-being of media people, which is great. You want that, but what, how that like translates is you don't get to go out on track until like pretty much the track is cold. So like the track has to like, people have to stop running. So I think for a driver, it's probably like an amazing place, but I was literally like, Hey, Kevin, give me like 10 minutes. I'm going to go out on the field and then I'll be out there and I'll shoot you driving. He's like, yeah, for sure. I feel like he went out, drove, went back, chilled out in the pits, changed his tires, lived his life. And then was like, hey, I'm going back out. And then I was still waiting to get out on track. So, like, for me, my favorite part about Honda <laughs> Muscleman was that I think that it had my favorite local cars. I was just so amped on, like, the locals that were there. That was where we saw, like, the most Serial 9-style yeah. cars. And, like, a lot of people, that was, yeah, that was a yeah. big highlight. was, like, that one was just, like, talking to people that listen to the podcast and not just because they listen to the podcast, but it was great to not have to have small talk with people. Like people would just walk up to Kevin and myself and talk to us <laughs> exactly about the things that we wanted to talk about, which was great. Like someone was just giving me beer recommendations and like shout out to the dude that someone was like, Oh, you're a serial nine. And he's like, no, no, Ryan's not serial nine. He's Dota logic. And I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. You've been paying attention because all through the trip, people are like, Oh, I love your parts. I'm like, I don't fucking make parts. Uh, yeah. So that's what I liked about Honda Muscleman, but that that's hearing Kevin's perspective on it is, is great as well. Uh, uh, but then, yeah, I don't know. The driving at Apple Valley was super good. I felt like too. Mm -hmm. You know, 
I have the most footage from Apple Valley. Just yeah. And I feel like, yeah, it was like kind of like the most exciting footage. Um, for me, Adams was the easiest place to shoot because it was so small. Like you could kind of just stand anywhere stand and one, get, stand like, in any one place and film the whole track. Yeah. Yeah. And be like, here's a different shot. Here's a different shot. Yeah. And then uh, Utah was the best facility I've ever been at. Like, I and I just feel like maybe it suffered from the fact that a lot of people called it. Like they were like, oh, I'm not going to Utah. Like people just didn't want to go to Utah. So like the group really dwindled down. The weather wasn't phenomenal there. Like it was fine there. The uh, track was good there, but it just, it just looked shitty. Like it it didn't look like a good time at all. I mean, it wasn't a bad time, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there could be better times, you know? And like, I feel like if the entire, (laughs) if the entire thing were pushed back like two weeks or one week, even maybe Mm -hmm. like, because there, it was like also in the in the right in the middle of the super weird like weather phenomenon. You know, you know, I brought like two pairs of shorts, and like swim shorts, and like multiple like tank tops, and like I didn't wear any of that. Like I was wearing like long underwear and like wool socks, and like I, you know, I brought I brought clothes in the case. I'm like, what happens if I break down in the middle of the night on the highway outside of Salt Lake City in February? You know. So I brought clothes for that, and I'm like wearing them in California. So like I'm, you know, I'm glad I there brought them. There was a them, day where I was like, I was just like not expecting to be wearing them then, you know. Yeah, I didn't wear any. Yeah. I didn't. I never wore shorts. <laughs> not one day. Yeah, there was only two sunny days. I feel like out of the eighteen. I feel like one day I got sunburnt in Arizona, and then we drove to LA, and it was hot. I feel like driving to Arizona, it was hot. And then the two days we were, and then there was like one day in Arizona that was like whatever. And then the first track day was hot. And then the next track day was overcast. And then driving away from Arizona was hot. Yes, that's exactly what happened. So I managed to get a sunburn and then be miserable after that because it was so cold. Like (laughs) it was just cold and I wasn't ready for it. Like it was just like there was a day where I think I was wearing like flannel, a hoodie. And then like a like an insulated jacket, and then I had to buy a toque from a gas station. It was a whole ordeal. It was still a lot of fun, but yeah, it was uh, it was just uh, it was real interesting. What was your favorite day on the trip, Kevin? Oh man, I I haven't really thought about that. Um... Hey, Ger- while you think about that, hey Gerard, yeah. what was your favorite day while we were gone? <laughs> the day you came back. <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know if there was really a i don't know it's just all kind of like a blur uh, just was trying to that's how i sort of feel but yeah i'm trying to get get everything done and sort of like keep the ship afloat type of thing and yeah yeah that was my jar did you miss us while we were gone yeah no yeah. I, I oh missed, okay i missed you guys you can say you miss Kevin. That makes more. Well, I mean, I miss yeah. Kevin because he was, you know, he works at the shop every day and stuff. And <laughs> helps helps me run the business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, That's fair. That's good. 
I would say maybe it's a tie yeah. between the second day at Muscle Man or the second day at Apple Valley. Like <clears throat> the first day at Muscle Man, I was just like, all right, I'm going to take it super easy. You know, I'm not going to like. So I'm sure everybody knows I just have like a problem with like self control and like <laughs> not, you know, not going super hard. Um, so that was like a, a big thing that I feel like I did very well this trip, you know, like, you know, <clears throat> Dustin came into the shop and was just like, man, I'm really impressed with you. Like your, your car yeah. looks better. Your car looks better than it would if you went drifting for one day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Say <clears throat> yeah. so I enjoy we on the last, the last, like when we filmed that muscle man, I was like, what did you learn? And you're like, I didn't fucking learn anything. <laughs> It's like I have a problem. Like you kind of said the same thing, but like uh, when you watch the videos, you can tell when like Kevin gets super annoyed with me. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what Neil that's said. He, that's what Neil said. He's like, yeah. oh, I can tell you're really annoyed there. And I was like, yeah, I told, yeah. Ryan, I told I, Ryan, I told Ryan to cut it, but he thought it was hilarious. So like, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm being real, like, rude, like short with you. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I think it's funny. I could tell when you were like really not about it, and then I would shut up. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Cool. So those were the days, hey? No. Yeah. No. I felt like yeah. Like okay. So day one, I had to do some like maintenance in the beginning. Did that at Honda, and then I drove a bit, and I was just you know I was getting used to the tires, getting used to the track, like getting used to like the car was set up differently. It was higher with less camber and has more torque lower down but the tires were stickier and i've never drifted on these tires and like you know a, a multitude of different things and then yeah i just like in that first day like naoki's just driving into everybody <laughs> like yeah. Oh, just yeah, like yeah. just like dooring everybody multiple times and i'm just like well that's not really what i want for my car <laughs> i also like yeah i'm trying to you know i drove here i get you know like yeah. Some of these people were locals. I'm like, I got to I know I have two more weeks of this. Like, I, this is not something, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I kind of yeah. tried to stay away from him a bit, you know. Except for that one time, you're like, I'm gonna run up on him. Yeah. Well, that was, you know, that was when I spun out. So I was, was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, go super. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, run up hard on him, but I went too hard and like went off track. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, no, it's not really. I asked the question, but I'm going to answer it. My favorite day. Uh, my favorite day was the most surprising day, which is the day what that was we your favorite day, Ryan. Thanks. Thanks, Gerard. You're really on it, and I love that for us. Um, <laughs> I liked our free day. So what happened was we were meant to all go to Hoonies. Hang on. Yes, Gerard, I'm telling a story. <laughs> Host, listen. <laughs> okay. So we were meant to go to Hoonigan, and they were going to have a barbecue, and they were going to do all this. Like, they were going to do a thing. And I was really, like, I was excited about that. Hoonigan's a giant media machine. I like media. I was pumped on that. And so the dudes we were staying with from Idaho, great dudes, needed car parts. Uh, so we woke up that morning, I think we posted a video and then we went and washed Kevin's car and then we're like, we're going into the city. And so we go into the city 
Kevin has to pee on the I-5, which is hilarious. So he just gets out of the, in traffic, pees on the I-5. Uh, <laughs> and then we go to Moon Eyes, which is great. So, like, I love Moon Eyes. We go there. We buy our stuff. We go get ramen. Ramen's, like, actually pretty good, which was uh, – that was nice. And then we got to go get the parts for the dudes that we're with from Idaho. He's got a, he's got a BMW. He's going to get a head gasket. So we go to it was Pelican, <laughs> right? You went to Pelican. And yeah, I Pelican sent you Auto the parts? video. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, that's he doesn't cool. even respond. But we go to the back and uh, we pull up and we notice that there's a garage in the back. And it has what looks like a race car. And we're like, yo. And like, we're trying to figure out if we can go look at it, if we're not allowed. And there's like this miscommunication where this guy invites us back there, but we don't follow him. And then eventually we do. And what was the actual name of the place, Kevin? Uh, if you look up like Dempsey Motorsports, yeah, you'll see. Yeah. And we go in there and it's just like amazing. Like everywhere you look, there's something wild to look at there's porsche race cars there's like, I, like pelican, i don't even know man. or like what yeah. is attached to pelican yeah it's literally like wall-to-wall like vintage porsche race cars yeah they've yeah, been in the game just like, forever and, and then like just honestly like, on every single wall is like something cool too it's like you know when like the you can't see the walls because there's so much shit but then like every single thing you look at you're just like holy shit that's like crazy it was like that. Yeah. It's like, you don't know where to look because it was just, it was too much. And it's like, I don't really know what I'm even looking at. <laughs> and it's, too, yeah, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Like, I was so excited. I took all these videos. I sent them to Gerard and he didn't say anything. It was very disheartening. Well, anyway, there wasn't BMWs, man. Also, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they Porsches. Porsches are sick. No, I did see the stuff. I, would, I, I just Gerard, saw yeah, there's, Gerard has the same attitude about the videos he does about the podcast. He wasn't there, so he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. That's not yeah. true. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, Gerard didn't respond. And Kevin's like, well, he's not here. Like, I don't think he cares. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. So then at the next place we went to, I was like, I'll buy Gerard something maybe. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so yeah, we weren't meant to go to Hoonigan that day, but then we were getting gas and we realized we were in the neighborhood and we're like, why don't we stop by anyway? And Because well, traffic was ridiculous. Yeah, traffic was ridiculous to go home. And so we're like, yeah, okay. And we go and there's other Driftweek people there when we get there. And we're like kind of looking around. And then they're like, hey, do you want a tour? And we're like, yep, I want if we want the tour. So we do the tour. You go into the one back room and there's all this like cool shit. They're like, this is the suit that Travis Pastrana wore when he like jumped out of that building and the parachute didn't deploy or whatever. You know, and you're like, oh, rad, 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 rad. And then you go into the next back room. And there's like all the like kind of the cars, you know, like Hertz 86 is there. There's like it was fucking the donk car with a blower on it, which Kevin loved. And then for me, yeah, for, for no reason. Well, for a reason, because the dude like works for the there's parent also company, that like Ridgeline F1 combination thing. Yeah, exactly. But all of the cars. What the thing they got me was we walked in the back and Mark Arsenal was there. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so, like, I go, I'm a big uh, Fat Lace slash Illis fan, so I'm like, ah, and I 
fucking word vomit a bunch of shit and try to explain <laughs> Kevin's car. Kevin comes over, talks, blah, blah, blah. Mark, always very nice. Always, you know, just the nicest dude, even though I'm being a fucking weirdo. And then uh, he's like, oh, we should show him the back room. And they're like, no, no, nobody's allowed in the back room. And so we go back to the front and they're like, oh, you guys are with Drift Week. You can get 50% off. So everybody buys stuff. That's cool. And then, yeah, but here's the best part. Uh, Kevin's talking to a dude about IS 300s and shit. And he messages he messages someone in the back. If I screw this up, Kevin, please correct me. I mean, uh, uh, in the very back room that we weren't allowed in. And they're like, yo, uh, Serial 9's out front, like. Kevin from Serial Nines out front. And they're like, oh, no way. Like, send them back. So the room that we weren't initially allowed into because it's nobody's allowed back there. Fine. Yeah. We're, we're, basically, we're basically about to leave. And then, like, Gary from Booty Hustlers, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, runs like out. Gary He's King. like, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, yo, what's up? And then, like, he was like, yo, you come check out my car. We're putting like LS and my, my R33. So then we like went back there and like looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he came out and saw Cam's car in my car and was just like so so stoked. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And so that to me was the best. And then we drove home and it was an awful drive home. And I was like, hey Kevin, what was your favorite part of the day? And Kevin looks at me as we're like passing semis in an awful rainstorm. And he just says, the part where we get home and don't die. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, Kevin's having, Kevin's having a different time than I'm having right now. And so bless Kevin for uh, driving around all the time. We uh, early on came to an agreement that I would not drive the car, which I feel like Kevin later on maybe regretted a bit. On, yeah, but, yeah backpedal yeah, on. Yeah. 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 But – I don't fit in the thrash racing seat, which was like my, uh, you know, Excuse? that's what saved me from having to drive it. Yeah. And I didn't want to drive that car, but Kevin, you know, it's a whole thing that, you know, I'm not, I don't, that's yeah, I mean, Kevin. It's, it's not even that bad, honestly. That's your wild horse to tame. It's not for <laughs> me, you know? Yeah. Anyway, that was my favorite day. The maybe, and like, I loved all the parts of it. Like it was really fun. It honestly was like a bit, it sounds corny and cliche. It was very much like a dream come true to like kind of just travel around for an extended period of time and do car media. And that was like kind of my life. Um, but <laughs> hilariously, also the other funny part was Kevin in Portland was just a very funny experience. <laughs> the few times he didn't have to drive, he just like let loose. <laughs> it was just like... Zero to one hundred as fast as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. When we were in LA, like we had to go through that pass to get to Adam's cart track. So that's why we missed one of those times. But we went through that pass to get to Moon Eyes that day. And it was raining and it was almost it was like snowy on the side of the road while we were driving there. And it was there was so much traffic and it was raining so hard the whole day. So by the, by the, you know, raining at moon eyes, raining the whole day. And my car is super low and would rub on the inner fender in the rear because I had it so low. So it rubbed away like all the seam sealer to the point where it would like 
get water in it. And by the end of the day, yeah. there was literally a lake under the driver's side, like floor mat, like to the point where it was like up above the floor mat. Mm. <clears throat> it was, yeah, it, it was, was so brutal. And I had to like, yeah, so you had to like pull up. I had a yellow car right? that was back like... in the day. The fenders yeah. were never sealed. And every time I'd drive it in the rain, the floorboards would fill up with water. And then when you'd break, all the water would go to the front into your, you know, splash into the front footwell. Yeah. And when you'd yeah. accelerate, all the water would go to the back. Back? Yeah. It was pretty terrible. The whole trip, like according to the Google, was 6,400 kilometers. But that doesn't include all the times you like pull off and like have to go like, 10 miles off the highway to get gas and you go here for food or you like try and get to this hotel and you get to the hotel and they're like we're having an agricultural fair and there's no hotel, <laughs> there's no hotel for literally like a hundred miles that has any room so you have to backtrack and like all these other you know and, going to part and, stores. <laughs> and the lady at the hotel refuses to believe that just two grown-ass men are gonna share a hotel room together <laughs> yeah that was in hindsight, that was a whole thing. In hindsight, that yeah. was that was hilarious, and yeah, pretty its own whole hilarious thing. Um, Lady, yeah. Anyway, definitely so like, thought Kevin and I were partners. Okay, go on. Uh, yeah, so we're like going to go to Hoonigan, and the whole time, you know, I've been driving in LA. It's pouring rain. I'm looking out for all these, you know, look giant holes in the road and like all this shit and like, you know how like at the intersections, Gerard, it's just like becomes a ditch for no reason oh yeah sick yeah so like anyway i'm like doing all these things and like driving great the whole day literally like avoiding lakes in the road like yeah yeah it's so crazy so then all of a sudden i just go like make a left and where there's one of these ditches it's like a full-out lake i don't notice and i just drive through it was like like pretty good clip to the point where like water is like fully like on the roof you like know full like water crossing yeah stuff. yeah dude i've hit it so hard water is everywhere you know yeah and just like yeah the car the car was totally fine and everything was totally fine but i was just like oh my Lucky. god like that was so crazy like i yeah. believe i was barking like dmx at that point for no reason <laughs> we were talking about shit yeah um but <laughs> yeah the other thing was we had our buddies from idaho so i will say like the whole community thing like is definitely what you make of it and different experience and obviously as a media person i will have a different experience than the driver we uh, did meet and hang out with the guys from Idaho, from Boise Drift, I guess, some of them. And they were great. But Steve got out of Kevin's car. He was sitting in the back right-hand side. And the whole, his whole pant leg from, like, ass to, like, almost <laughs> ankle was just drenched. He's like, I didn't know what was going on. But, like, over this two-and-a-half-hour drive back, back to victorville he yeah. just was like i am soaked your whole back of your car is drenched yeah we went out because we had to stop because we got all the parts they needed they had the head that they got for the previous day everything to put the car back together but they didn't have a torque wrench so like we're driving home after this day this is the day when ryan's like what's your favorite part and i'm just like when we made it home alive like <laughs> just like, yeah, it reminds me of like when when we went out carter and i went out that one night in Chicago, and yeah. I guess like at that time of year, like after midnight, it literally just torrential rain pours in Chicago, like city, 
So yeah. it was like beautiful when we went out and I'm like, you know, driving Carter's parts. I, I feel like it had like no alignment, bald tires, you know, super low and like not something you'd want to drive in that weather. So anyways, we come back and I'm driving the car and it's just like white knuckle cars all over the road. Like, I just want to get home. You know, it's like a 30 minute drive back to wherever the hell we were. But yeah, it was like, it reminds, that sounds like something. Yeah. Like I just wanted to get home. Like I did not want to be there at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically Ryan, Ryan, you know, Ryan's like, all right, man, like, well, what's for dinner? Like, what are we going to eat? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I've already told these guys I'm going to the auto part. I'll take them to the auto parts store to get this torque wrench. I'm like, nobody had a torque wrench. You guys don't, you didn't bring a torque wrench. Me dude. I like that. I didn't like, I forgot. So I didn't even have a, like an Olfa knife. I, I brought, I forgot. <laughs> Dude, I forgot so many tools. Like I, that crazy. was you were was so a, ready for that. No, I wasn't. I didn't pack. Too well, much, like but seemingly, you were so ready. For but that. also the yeah, it was like I feel like part of it was like the I mean the you know that part wasn't it, but like not that tool. But like normally it's like oh I'm going to a drift event, and like I'm going for like twenty four hours yeah, or like yeah, yeah forty eight hours at the most. So like I I could take every tool from the toolbox sort of thing. But when I'm like going for like two weeks, I was like, well, I don't know. I can't like take, you know, I can't take everything. But then all of a sudden I was there and I was like, I, I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To not have a knife is crazy. I, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I will like, say though, cool. the thing that went wrong on your car, probably you wouldn't like, there's no reason why you would be prepared for that anyway. And there's not really like, a tool maybe? you can have. I don't know. Unless, and yeah, unless you're yeah, like, like a welder. an extra steering rack. Yeah, <laughs> and there was a welder there. Uh, yeah. But I the whole time I kept being like, you know, like when Kevin, so Kevin, there's a video, people can watch it if they like. It's on YouTube. Hit like and subscribe. Um, Kevin <laughs> does Horse Thief and he goes off and like he gets towed off the track and there's a whole thing. It ends up being a steering rack. But a dude came up to me and he's like, yo, did he blow his engine? And I was like, no, man, it's like a Jay-Z. He's fine. Like, he's good. But <laughs> Kevin defended the person and was like, no, no, I get it. Like, I had to be towed off track and blah, 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 blah. But I was like, of all the things that could go wrong and maybe, you know, like you said, you weren't driving as aggressively as you usually do. But, like, I just felt that the car held up really, really well. Like, it just watching other people go through stuff and kind of the things that maybe we were worried about weren't the as bad as what other people were dealing with. And I can say that now because we're home and we're safe. At the also, time, it seemed very, like yeah, jinx worthy to say that shit. Say, yeah. No, say what you're going to say, George. Oh, I was going to say also we've been doing this for like a long time and like this particular car or these type of cars, I want to say we're like, almost experts in at this point as far as how to make it you know reliable right it's kind of you know kind of how i felt it's like you know i've driven to villains and drifted for multiple days and driven you know seven and a half hours back i feel like sort of was my forte you know um yeah you know i didn't feel like i didn't drive hard you know i feel like there's video footage of me driving hard but like yeah i wasn't driving into the wall i wasn't driving 11 yeah, yeah. out of, i wasn't driving 11 out of 10 maybe i was driving 8 yeah. out of 10 when normally i'd try to drive 10 out of 10 
But it was actually and, like 12 and out of 10. 11. And sometimes I'd do 11 or 12, or sometimes I would do seven, yeah. you know? But like this time <laughs> I was like, all right, just dial it back a bit, but be more consistent, yeah. I feel. You so, basically just Gerarded it this trip. <laughs> it's like kind yeah. of drive, just make sure the car like looks good or stays in one piece. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know? the whole time Kevin was complaining about how high his car was. Dude, every yeah, it was. <laughs> every, every time I would look at it, I'd just be like, even Gerard made fun of me on the trip. He's like, Yo, man, here's a like, here's what your car should look like. Send me a video. Of some guy no, I like, said, uh, I said, What happened to you? And I sent yeah. a picture of one of the cool, I can't remember whose car it was, but it was like, it was like a sick IS on like TEs, probably 17 inch TEs, and like super low with like arrow and shit. And like, I was like, Yo, what happened to you, man? And then because his car just looked so kind of no it does i agree those wheels somehow like look huge no matter what you do with that yeah. car like i feel yeah. like once you put those wheels on like it lost that kind of like small look to it sporty yeah yeah it just looks yeah. like almost like like vip-esque in its like uh presentation yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that it was like super cool to see all like, and I get this is a confirmation bias, but like all the IS dudes like come talk to Kevin about it and mm -hmm. just is like, man, like IS, like that chassis is just so popular, it seems. Like, and a lot of dudes are like, yo, I used to have a GS, <laughs> but now I got this, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll go fuck myself. Um, anyway, uh, well, yeah, honestly, I thought that a was fair, fair amount of dudes who had like sold their GS to get an IS because they were like, yo, yeah. like the GS is cool, but like, I want to like drift, I want, I want to drift, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just cool to see that, like, I, and it was honestly like super rad for me to. Which I don't know why. I just like to see you you guys shine. I think is my thing now. So uh -huh. like being in air, being in places and having people be like amped on on Serial Nine. Like I was messaging Gerard and being like, "Yo, like does Serial Nine have like a big following in Arizona? Because there's like a ton of sick Toyotas here, and every yeah. time I go look at one, it has a Serial Nine sticker on it. You know, and I thought that was really cool as a objective third party viewer of it anyway these are our memories and experiences with the trip which uh i think are great but this isn't a a critique of the events itself which maybe is beneficial for people maybe they want to hear that um i will say i got a good question for you guys this, or for kevin okay i want i want to answer things what do you think yeah, it cost uh, you total huh? part of what it cost? Uh, uh, I, oh, I wanted to do that. I wanted to add up the gas before we left. Uh, or sorry, before we started this. Um, but I did it. Are we including Kevin's speeding ticket in Oregon? Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw that uh, roller coaster. <laughs> anyway, go on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin like said he's like I don't even care that I don't care about the money it's the principle of it I was like cool no I was just like I like, I really I really no I really wanted to make it home with going going this whole way in the states without getting pulled over and then like get pulled oh. over driving from the border to the shop and then be like this car is unsafe and then I was I wanted to go on a giant tirade 
about how how much I just driven, all the things I had just done, yeah. all the ground I just covered, and how f- the car. There's no way no that this car. Tell me how it's no unsafe. possible way that the car is unsafe. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got pulled over, so I in Oregon, so I couldn't say all of that and then in the end well, i mean in the end i didn't want to get pulled over between the border and the shop but like and we yeah. didn't thankfully i just wanted to go home at yeah that point. I did, exactly i was just like so ready to get home uh the last thing i'll say about our personal experience that i think was really funny was that uh kevin whenever he got tired of driving because he had to drive all this all the time uh, he knew the right questions to ask to be like, I'll just engage Ryan in a pointless conversation. And at one point, he just like, I was like dozing off or editing or something. And Kevin looks at me, he's like, Yo, what kind of car would God drive? And then, like, I was like, God or Jesus, you know? Because I was like, Jesus would drive a Camry. And he's like, No, God. And like we we're like, and I was like went down a rabbit hole. I was like, well, let's think about the theology of it, you know, like and, and yeah, yeah. So whenever Kevin was a little bit tired, he'd be like, oh, I'll just get Ryan to talk about shit. Yeah, which I thought was pretty funny. Okay, ask him, ask him his opinion on Star Wars. Yeah, and I was always like, are you sure you want to do this? Because I'll do it, but it will be here for a while. Uh, and then Kevin was always nice enough to say, if I didn't want to know, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't ask if I didn't want to know. Hey, before we do the rest of this, Gerard, what kind of car would God drive? Shit, God? What kind of car would God <laughs> drive? Right? I mean, honestly, I would probably say a Ferrari F40 LM, man. You know? oh, <laughs> this is like the only car. This is the only car. Yeah, you know? So that's what AJ and Rick told us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on. Biggest regret of the trip, Kevin. Biggest regrets. Um, yeah, I feel like I could have just driven a little bit harder, maybe, or like done. I wish I would have done more tandems. How about that? Right. Yeah, that's fair. Mine is not going for drinks with AJ and Rick. Anyway, okay. <laughs> um, okay. So that's our personal experience. I, you know, talking about it, I do really like the event. So maybe I'll say it's an eight point five out of ten. But yeah, let's actually talk about the the drift weakness of it all a lot of people said like they would approach and be like, like it's really hard to find information about this online we didn't know mm-hmm. where people were going to be a lot of that is by design obviously you don't want a bunch of like randos showing up everywhere and ruining things especially when it's like a closed track day but some of the things that drift week does really well is and then kevin when i fuck this up please jump in and and save the day is you're fucking it up out of <laughs> save the day a lot of things you can tell it's drift week seven at this point you can tell a lot of things come out of like necessity uh you know you there's comforts that are allotted on drift week if you're willing to pay the toll i think is 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 kind of the thing so from the get-go kevin you opted to have your tires moved from event to event like you pre-bought your tires for each event and Valina so, yeah, would I might have been tire. I might have been misconstrued, but I was under the impression that you had to run Valino tires. 
and that you would pay for them. They would change them for you. They would dispose of them and they would bring them event to event. So then when I got there, I was like, because honestly, all these people were building these giant tire racks and roof racks and showing their car with like 20 tires on top. And I was just like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why? Like, <laughs> why exactly? Like, why? What? What? What am I missing here? And it turned out what I was missing was that you didn't have to pay Valino. You didn't have to even run Valino. You could run whatever you want, but then you're responsible for getting them changed or paying to get them changed, disposing of your own tires yourself, bringing your own tires to all the events and all that sort of stuff. If um, you could do it again, would you choose to do it differently or still do the Valino route? I would probably still do the Valino route, but I would maybe just well, get a well, a slightly different Valino tire. The Valino tire yeah. that I got, like upon getting there and running them and talking to people, is basically like the worst one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like of all the tires they have, it's apparently the you know not the best one. It's yeah, the, you know. So like, the, yeah, like which was the 08D. I got some Griva 08Cs for the front which are like a lower tread wear. So, you know, I assume they're going to be grippier. Those apparently deal with the heat better. And then they also have a OAD Ebisu Matsuri tire, which also apparently deals with the heat better. And the ones I had like are the worst with dealing with heat. So like you would have to vary, you could go and do like, you know, depending on the track, like five, two to five, like, you know, hot laps. And then you'd kind of maybe want to take a break for a bit. Yeah. Valino had nicely in Arizona set up that like they like the water area where you could run your tires through the water to cool them yeah, down. Yeah, but you, you kind of had to like come through the sort of like the hot pit area there where like there was a bunch yeah. of people and like other people waiting to come back on track. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was, yeah so it uh, for people listening, if you don't feel comfortable about this, uh, but whatever, I'm going to ask anyway. How much did you spend on tires, and how many tires did you get? And how much was that service? I think the total cost in tires was like slightly over 5k US, and that was for 35 tires and the service. You used 35 tires? Uh, in the end, no, I didn't because like I I felt I did my calculations on previous like two-day drift events mm -hmm. but like i said on this one i felt like i wasn't driving at like a full drift event hardness every every opportunity you know yeah i would be well, like also, oh. a lot of times if the tire lasts super long you don't need more tires i remember when you and i went to DUI. yeah that, so that was one thing where like i found later in the trip because in the first day honda muscle man they're like yo this this track is is very unique for tire wear like it's very smooth so the tire heats up a lot and like it's like you'll come off and the tire will literally like blister in front of you so they're like you know you got to be really careful about how hot you get the tire there and i did go through way more tires there than any other track makes sense because at dui i didn't even use one set of tires i mean i was using those shitty zenas but like I, I did my absolute best to try and like blow them off and it just I just couldn't because maybe because that track surface is so shitty and the grip is so low that like 
it just would never generate any heat nor wear out the fucking tires. So yeah. <laughs> How many did you use? How many tires did you use? I uh because oh five of those were fronts, so I got 30 rears. Because that's uh-huh. sort of what I figured. But then, yeah, I, I think I went through kind of what I thought I would at Honda. And then less at ABS because one day it was kind of wet and it won't, you know, the track surface wasn't super terrible. So I wasn't like, and then, yeah, I didn't drive a ton. At, I, I drove a fair amount at ABS. But then, yeah, like the at Adams, I only drove one day and I didn't drive much because I cracked a rim and like, I was just like, this isn't. This ain't it. This ain't it. Yeah, it it felt like driving at at Agassi a bit almost. It was just like. Really? Well, not really. It's just like, wow, there's like a ton of risk and not a lot of reward. Like it was. Is it it because of the walls or the curves and shit or what? I I just saw like a super small track. Well, I don't know if you saw the Instagram post, but like, man, you don't want to hit anything at Adams. Yeah, basically, they have this, like, plywood wall that they're, like, very adamant about you're not hitting, and we're all told, like, don't hit it, or they'll charge you, and then a guy hit it, and they yeah, they charged him, like, $1,500 U.S. Jesus. Yeah, for this, like, plywood wall that's just, like, a plywood wall, but painted, huh. yeah. um, where, like, the previous day, some guy ripped his whole rear wheel clean off on this giant pothole. Oh, was that the GS Rudy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you could have fixed that pothole for, like, $10. (laughs) Instead of charging. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so, I mean, it is what it is. Like, like, yeah, everyone is just like, yeah, that's why people don't hold drift events there because they're, you know, they don't don't care about drifters. They don't want us there, yada, yada, yada. So. Uh, Also, that was a bit of a... Man, we cannot, I don't want to go back down this rabbit hole. But we were, like, waiting for the steering rack. We were meant to drive to Vegas that night. We didn't. So Kevin and I went to Rancho Cucamongo or whatever. Rancho Cucamongo. Maybe the Cucamonga? best food that I had. Rancho, oh, Cucamonga. that's the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nope, okay. nope, you're right. You named the place properly. Okay. You're okay. a great host, Gerard. Thank you for the correction. <laughs> uh, yo, 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 Gerard. Yo, yeah. Gerard, look that up. Yo, Gerard, look that up. Yeah, yeah fact check yourself. Uh, no, don't don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, anyway, okay. The other now, okay. So that's tires. I think that was well worth it. Maybe buy tires a different a different type of tire next time from you know if you ever do it. The thing that I appreciate. Wait, no, I, I mean I got I got a pallet of tires coming. You know, I still got them because oh, I, yeah. I didn't use them all. Right. Right. So yeah, I had five fronts because i thought that when i got down there i'd have to like put their fronts on um but i didn't so i was able to drive on the rt 660s the falcon replacements of the rt 615s and i'm like yo those are those are great i drove like a long way down on the highway with them i did both days at muscle man i drove all the way back to la with them i think i did horse thief with them and then i changed them i think um, that's pretty and, good and they were still doing good and yeah like they they yeah those uh, other than them fitting very big like for a 225 they are big but yeah, those, yeah they don't those, make a 215 us i don't think so but yeah, i don't, I don't know but yeah man they were those those tires are 
Yeah, no complaints. Those are those are great. But also, I mean, I don't know. I drove I drove those like competition like like uh Griva 08Cs or sorry, 08Ds like in the literally like I said, torrential downpour like lakes and stuff in LA. I drove them in like like in Boise and and Salt Lake City. There's there's snow everywhere but except the road and they yeah. did great. I you know, at one point I'm like, yeah, man, I think my wheel was leaking. I should check it. And I go, and my rear 225 on a 10 is at like 16 PSI, and it never debeated. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay, well, like, good thing I checked. But like, I'm like, man, like, that's super impressive for this this Felino tire too. So like, I, I you know, like, there's a lot of things where I was like really impressed with those Felino tires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Valino, give us a little bit of sponsorship. No, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, you yeah, can and they, over, and Kevin they got, over. Yo, yo, they got condoms too. Oh yeah, yeah, I got some of those at the <laughs> from the 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 penthouse party we went to. Um, and I just was like, these are hilarious. And then I made a funny joke to Kevin, which he didn't think was this funny, and I was like, well, whatever. Uh, anyway. Um, okay, the next thing. So we have talked about food extensively. We've done an episode on it. Uh, track food. One of the things that I think that Drift Week does really well is they bring along catering. And if you pay the fee, you can partake in it. So the, it's careless uh, with a K does the catering. I was lucky enough that Kevin just like was we're doing this and so when you show up it's kind of I don't know not everyone knows what this is but craft services when you work on a film set their job is to always feed you and that is very much what they were doing it was like you their job was to feed you you could walk by their tent grab snacks grab drinks grab bubbly uh, and they would, were very accommodating, so they would make food. And I would say some of, not that like the food that we ate on the trip was bad, but like some of the better food I had on the trip was probably from them. That sounds and, rad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really, it was great. really good. You know, and I, I really appreciated it. I would say for anyone that's doing this, because like, you often don't think about what it means to like, oh, I'm, you know, like got to get food when you're at the track is that it is very much worthwhile to do it. But if you're going to do it, make sure you take advantage of it because it is, it is expensive. It's like a fair chunk of change. So when you, much you is that option, start, I'd say it'd be like $10 on top of you getting take fast food or something. Yeah. Or a meal. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you pay once for the whole trip, don't you? Yeah, but also now you don't have to leave the track ever to go get the food. So, like at Apple Valley, where you have to drive two miles on this like completely forest service road to get to the highway to even like get to somewhere to go to somewhere. And then the other thing about that is like if if that's your thing, you're probably always eating fast food. Mm-hmm. you know yeah whereas like this it's like you know they had all dietary restrictions it was like good like like home cooked meals you know almost 
Like I, I would say yeah. that would I would say I would do do that part no hands down again, I feel. <clears throat> yeah. But like I said, it is ten dollars more probably a meal than you would want to pay. But if you're going by and grabbing snacks and grabbing the unlimited snacks and drinks. Probably. Yeah, yeah, you know, then you're you can make it worth it, you know. If you're not at that track day for that meal, though, that's another consideration, you know. Yeah, I didn't mind. Some people were a little bit displeased with the pancakes at Horse Thief, but other than that, I, I mean, like, yeah, it was. I didn't have many I many complaints. It. Yeah. Yeah, I. And the dudes were great. Everyone working there was like they were some of the the best people I would say that we met on that. Not like the they were very high up on the list of people that we that we've met on the trip. And yeah, and honestly, like lots of time every time like I had food, they were like, "Yo, if you're hungry, if you want more, come back. Like we got more, you know, sort of thing." Like mm-hmm. a couple of times, I did have seconds. Um, and my veggie options were great. Like I get not most most. I feel like what me I, that have. I I feel like I remember getting off the track at Horse Thief Mile and being like, "All right, well, like I'm gonna like I have no clue what's going on with my car. I know that I'm gonna have to delve in and work on my car for the next multiple hours. I don't know that I'm gonna get dinner. Like I just went over there and it was just like, "Hey, you got anything left?" And they're like, "Yeah, like here you go," and like basically eating a second lunch. And yeah. being like, all right, well now I can now I can work on my car and not have to worry mm-hmm. about eating, you know. So like, yeah, yeah, like, I yeah, like I said, like it, yeah, it was very good food, and I, I wouldn't think twice about doing that again. Yeah, I had a delicious squash sandwich that day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Squash and sandwich. Like, yeah, he uh, they like sautéed up some squash on the grill and seasoned it and made me a sandwich, and it was real good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, and like the day Kevin had, it was like chicken breast with pineapple and yeah, grilled pineapple and like teriyaki chicken breast on the grill. Yeah, and, and I like, had a, like a elote. Oh yeah, Oof. that was good living. So that was really nice. That was a good thing. Now, if you've made it this far into the podcast, maybe we can spill the beans on the the behind <laughs> the scenes things of uh, of Drift Week if Kevin's. Feels oh, when, so you still haven't so answered for like, what do you think the ballpark total cost of this endeavor was? Because I mean, if you spent five grand on tires, buddy, that's a fucking yeah. You still got to get into the three event. grand for the event was three k, and then so gas you're already accom- eight grand. Gas accommodations and food as well. Fucking Christ! Yeah, so like I would think that you're probably close. To like twelve k US. Oh my god! I think you could do it cheaper because you I mean, don't have you, to. You don't live in fucking BC and drive to Arizona. But I mean, if you brought a trailer, it'd be even more expensive because you'd have to pay for the gas yeah. on this fucking truck with a yeah. trailer. But I mean, like and maybe then that's park it somewhere. <clears throat> but maybe you know, diesel is cheaper than premium fuel. I don't know. Maybe it's better mm-hmm. on fuel. Maybe you can sleep in your toe. Maybe you just sleep in the back of your tow rig versus get accommodations. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You know. May, yeah, but you could also, you like I said, you didn't have to get the tires from them. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. but then you uh, got also you got way more tires than you needed, but still, I did get way more tires than I needed exactly. So it almost seems like close to half of the thirty-five tires I will be still keeping. Mm-hmm. So you know wow. that's yeah. You could uh, you could not bring a media guy with you and bring maybe Gerard, who would know how to fix problems on your car and help. You wouldn't have the media. You wouldn't have wouldn't, the content. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some. And uh, I don't know how that how that would make it any cheaper though either. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, that wouldn't make it cheaper because <laughs> <at all. laughs> right. then you wouldn't be able to make money off of the content. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's a good chunk of change, man. That's like twelve grand. That's a that's a Japan we, trip. That's a yeah, no, fully. People people have asked people have asked me like, oh, like, are you gonna? Were you gonna do it next year? And I was like, well, no, I'd prefer to go to Japan, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like we do like a big road trip and do like two tracks, you know? Each yeah, no, exactly, totally, so, exactly. Um, and I mean, yeah, I know yeah. that like when we went to. Uh, like for both you and I to go to Final Boat in Chicago, which included driving there, transportation there, accommodations there, that was probably close to 10K for the both of us. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the value, I don't know. Is, do you think it was a good value? Um, I feel like, like uh, Cedric and, you know, Cedric is always talking about everything all the time um <laughs> no because we had you know we kind of talked yeah, yeah. about like trying to do something like this this year you know this you know spring summer or whatever and like trying to drive some of these tracks and and just being like all right well this is gonna take like five weeks you know like yeah for like the events to line up where like all right there's an event at this day and there's an event on at this track on this day and then like five weeks of accommodations would have cost way more you know it would have been the same same amount of gas like maybe less on tires um you know but like yeah it it feels yeah it feels like yeah food exactly would have been more it feels like the ability to drive this many tracks in this short a time, yeah, feels, yeah, I've, I'm happy to have done it and stoked that I did it. And yeah, for sure. If I could change everything about Drift Week to make it my personal best thing ever, would it be exactly what it is? I, I know, but you know. You know, on that, I think it's very interesting because you have you go on this and you find people that have done multiple drift weeks or they do all of the drift weeks. And like, yeah, I wasn't sure who we were going to encounter on this drift week. Obviously uh serial nine does business with drift HQ would have been like, rad yeah, I thought you said, I thought you said they were going to be on the, on the drift week, like with you. That's They've literally been on like every one, but this one. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. like, yeah, we're over it or what? Uh, it's they, too far for them, isn't it? I mean, it's definitely pretty far, and it's. They were also just like, yeah, it's like a huge endeavor for us every time, you know. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. Seems like... They're like, yeah, it's like uh, eight weeks or ten weeks or something. By the time they like spend the time preparing, traveling to where it is, doing what it is, getting back to where they're, you know, back to Florida, and like getting back to going, they're like, it's you know, it's all consuming, you know. Yeah, yeah. and it's like depending on who's actually doing that then they're like super short staffed at the headquarters for 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 all that time yeah 
Yeah, and you can see that. And I was, this leads me to my next point is like people outside of this world, because I haven't like talked to any car guys about it since I've gotten back, have gotten back, but it is very much like, what did you learn? And it's like, I didn't know that there was that type of money in like non-professional drifting kind of thing. Like it very much is like there's, uh, yeah, there's there's money in the world of drifting out there, which was like very mind-blowing to me being like, I met media people that charge money for what I have done traditionally for free. And I was like, oh, that's that's very like strange to me. They had like kind of makeshift business models that they would work by. And I was like, oh man, like guess that that that's a thing. But yeah, it was definitely seeing that side of it, which kind of gets into what I was a little bit leaning towards before was like the nitty gritty of it all. Uh, you know, like I think there's the drift week in theory that exists, and then there's the drift week with exceptions. That so is, exists, that, is what right? you're saying is basically kind of like a rich person's like drift. I think everything is a rich, like that's like after being away and like, and look, Kevin and I had a lot of time in a car to talk about things. <laughs> and uh, I think when you break it down though, it's like, man, everything is kind of. Fuck, this sounds so stupid. But it's like class-driven and money-driven. Like, yeah, there's there's always someone that can afford to do all of the things. And there's always someone that's, like, shoestringing it. And there's, you know, the in-betweeners and the whatevers. But, like, there's people that go on every drift week. And that's, yeah, that's I wild. can't. Some people are renting cars. Like, I thought what we were doing was extravagant. But then, like... There's a point where Kevin and I are on the roof of the Palms Hotel in Vegas, and I'm like, yo, this is extravagant, you know? Like, that's, uh, and that's not a slight against anyone. Like, that's just the way that the world works. But it is interesting, you know, there's exceptions, and that's the way that it goes, and that's fine if you're, you know, some people did tow their cars and didn't street drive their cars. I feel like we did the drift week that we had imagined in our mind of what drift week was meant, not meant to be, but like what it meant to us. Yeah. Like what what you thought drift week was. Yeah. Yeah. And and look again. Yeah. You know, you get to the, there was lots of people who drove their car and there was, you know, there's, you know, a hand, two handfuls of people who drove their car and all the way up to Utah and, you know, and it's like people, you know, I didn't drive the last day at Utah, so maybe I didn't do the whole thing either, you know, but good. I'm glad you covered that before I say all the, well, all yeah, the I mean, things one thing I was going to say, uh, like we always kind of looked at road racing as like an expensive sport, especially when people start, you know, racing like BMWs and Porsches and like, you know, like, even here, like you have to like pay a bunch of money. Like the track events are not like one or two hundred dollars; they're like five or eight hundred dollars. You know what I mean? And then you get guys like um, that. I bought a freezer off a dude recently, and he had some trophies in his garage. And we were asking him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like I used to race cars and stuff." And we're like, "Oh, crazy!" Like you know this and that. And he's like, "Yeah, I, I used had uh, you know an E forty six 
and we used to race it down at Laguna Seca. And I'm thinking, like, like, did you used to live there? Like, you know, this and that. And then so we got to talking, and then he's like, Oh, and then I had like a like a Gallardo and all this. And I'm, and we're just like, I was with Dominic, and we're just like, like, did this guy like bring his race cars from here to Laguna Seca and you know, back and forth? So like you know, it was an E46, which is like not a crazy car, but you're bringing that all the way to Laguna Seca to race it. And then, you know, then it yeah. proceeded to be like a Porsche. And then I think at the, at it's like, at his height or whatever was like a Gallardo race car. And, and that was what he would bring. But yeah, he lives here and he races in the States. I mean, I don't know how I, long he'd be gone for, but like, that sounds like an extremely expensive thing to do all the time on top of the fucking hundred something thousand dollar car that you're racing with right i will say one thing and it's not to take away from whatever this guy's experience was but it was like when you talk about your glory days it's very easy to like kind of not pat it but like Mm -hmm. it's and the things that you don't say as well it's like i can talk to people and be like yeah i used to shoot formula d Mm -hmm. and it's I did. I have shot mm-hmm. Formula D. That there's no lie mm-hmm. about that. I went down. I stood trackside. I shot Formula D. I got there on my own, you know, credentials, you know, skill set, whatever. But I only mm-hmm. ever really shot Seattle, and nobody paid me to do it. I did it out of pocket. So there is that thing. It's like Kevin could be like, "Yeah, I used to. I've ran in in the U.S. I ran at Muscle Man. I ran at blah blah blah. Like, yeah." It's very easy when you give someone the cliff notes. But I mean, this guy had uh, trophies, like like a stack of trophies. So like he. Hey, look! I got photos race. of you next to a stack of trophies. Does that mean you? <laughs> I mean, I saw the physical trophies. They all said like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get it. Like on these racing tracks, and I right, was just like, right. It's just yeah. it's how deep are your pockets, and then how. Well, that's kind of what I mean. It's like it, it does do seem it. like a. <clears throat> In, in, in like the grander scheme of things, like the amount of money that we as car guys are willing to sort of like piss away for our love of this, you know, hobby, realistically it is, it's like pretty wild. Cause like you guys, like Kevin is into it for like what he said, 12 K, like pretty much U S is that Canadian or U S uh i mean it's probably yeah like i said that's probably on the high side but that's probably that's us yeah so like let's just say let's just even say it was 12k canadian um you know what i mean and then so like that's that's a lot of cake for like one year's worth of like you know what i mean like let's say somebody makes 60 70k in a year that's like a fucking huge chunk here you know what i mean oh yeah Yeah. it's huge and someone later was like hey kevin when are you coming back to the u.s to drift he's like i don't know you know like yeah not anytime soon well dude i was saying like nicole and i are like she's like let's watch a movie together i'm like sure we're like watching this movie and they're like on a road trip and i'm just like man this is giving me ptsd like i like i can't even watch this like (laughs) montage of them like driving across the country you know like yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, uh I will say, at the end of the day, though, I, I'm very, I, very lucky that I know Kevin. Is what, <laughs> what my takeaway from this is. <laughs> I'm very lucky that I got to spend that amount of time with Kevin, and 
this is like a eulogy and and do that thing <laughs> that I very much enjoyed doing. And I even said at the end of it, it was like, man, I miss my family. I miss all of the things, but you asked me to go to like final bout. And if that was a possibility, like if my family was cool with it, I would still be like, yeah, let's go to final bout. You know, like I would still do that. There is a part of me yeah. that. So, but my experience was different than Kevin's because the safety of the people around me didn't respond, like rely on me. You know, I didn't have to get anyone home. Kevin had a lot more uh, weight on his shoulders. And I'm very lucky that I work at a place that lets me just take fucking 18 days off to go, go yeah. hang out with my friend in a pink race car, you yeah, know, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just two, yeah. grown, just two grown ass men in a room. Yeah. So who else is staying in the room with you? Just you two? Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, I think it was a very like eye-opening event because you kind of look at it and draw to your point. Uh, you see how much drifting has grown. You know, like we would talk about people like we had got into a. Kevin and I were on the sidelines of a pretty like intense media conversation. And it was really funny because it was like people talking about like charging for stuff and why they wouldn't take money, why they would and how yeah. you would charge out for a client and the workflow of how you would do that. And it was like Kevin's mentality was like, I don't pay for media, you know, like, or I would never pay for media because I don't suck kind of, you know, not that's, really glossing over it it's like if someone didn't take pictures of my car it's because like my car sucks or i suck and then that was actually like my mentality as well which we've talked about on the podcast where it was like yeah like either be my friend or like don't suck and then yeah. there's like this whole business conversation that's happening which is not what our generation of drifters are used to but then like you're talking to media people that are like oh i got to this is my package and this is what I charge out for it. And this is what you get. And it's like, Oh, you've never done this. And you've been around for 12 years. It's like, nah, like no drifter is going to give me money for content. And I also kind of feel that, like, like that's a little bit of drift weeks mentality too. It's just like, they're just like, we don't need media for this thing to keep doing itself. It's just going to keep chugging yeah. along. And if media wants to come and document it, that's fine. They can do that. But, like, yeah. we don't really care, you know? No. I Yeah. I Drift Week is its own Because, I mean, that's, a, that that's what drift events were when we first started. It was like, oh, shit, like, we want to go drift. Let's go drift. It wasn't, you know, like, yeah. there's never, like, a concern about, like, taking photographs or videos of it happening. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of don't need to publicize Drift Week because Drift Week is its own self-contained business model, yeah. maybe. Which, like, great for that. Like, it is. It, you know, if all I have from this is just, like, the story of me and my pal Kevin, 18 days on the Dude. road. Was there two? No, I don't want to talk about that. What? So it's a bunch of some of the dudes we were grab. with were like, yeah. Well, no, it's not a money grab though. It's just like, is it? It's oh. a 
pay to pl- it's a pay to play though. I like I, I mean yeah. But I mean if he wasn't a money if he wasn't making money he wouldn't fucking do it. You know what I mean? For He's sure. Probably making yeah, decent I mean, money. Yeah, I would imagine it's a business. That's it. You know, like Kevin and I had a conversation with a dude who was into skateboarding who got into drifting and talked about like uh, what it. What it meant in skateboarding when like business got involved and how like how it devolved from that into like corporate greed. Uh-huh. And he's like, and I don't want to be around when drifting turns into that. And I was like, yo, drifting is all already that. Like there's already money attached to it. There's already these things. The the pure version of drifting that you think exists in your head only exists in your head like it doesn't yeah the the entities that you're worried about are already at play you know like that ship has sailed like strap in you're in for a ride type thing you know like man that shit's expensive dude like like everything's expensive like for sure but like that seems like that's a fucking lot of cake you know what i mean but i mean if you think about like driving around and like sleeping in a hotel essentially for two weeks for two weeks like and then on top of that like go to more than seven days worth of drift events yeah it's yeah no i mean i i i just uh i guess from my point of view it's almost like i commend you for fucking even wanting to do that like I, can, you know what I mean. Like I could, I couldn't fucking spend that much money. Even like as a company, I don't know if I'd want to spend that much money. To go well, that was like the company didn't spend that much money. You I, know I, mean? know, like, I know, I know. That's like, what I'm saying. Like you, you yourself <laughs> spent that money, and I was like, there's not a fucking chance I would spend that money on it like, personally. But that's different priorities, I guess. You know what I mean? In in life and yeah, like yeah. That's I mean, but that's I mean, the I, thing. I was I like, feel I feel like, like most of our listeners would align more with you than with me. If they, you know, if they, had I don't money. know. That's, I mean, if you, had, yeah, if you had, maybe that's the difference. It's just like I got less responsibilities, and that, you know what I mean. So then it's like I got thus more money to spend on stupid things, you know. Yeah, that's like on, you know, yeah, I, slightly undeniable, but, they, but and like, uh, yeah, like the same I, thing. It's like if I had a kid, I don't fucking think I'd be spending that money on that. You know, that seems like a really. I mean, there were a lot of dudes with kids that were on that. Yeah, you're we not, were with not. people that had yeah. kids that were yeah, on yeah. it that weren't doing it. Like that was a thing for me where I was like, honestly, like I left and I felt for like kind, relatively bad about my choices. I love my daughter very much. Like not seeing her for eighteen days is quite a bit. But then, like, I yeah. get there and there's like dudes that are like, "Yo, like I'm doing the same thing," and I was like, "Oh man, like." It is also weird to kind of like find your tribe and that bit part of it where it's like, oh yeah, we're all kind of like, but that's, man, that's why are cool we thing. so fucking in this? I mean, that's, that's, that's the kind of thing that it's like, it's really difficult to explain the, the level of like dedication I can and hear you. passion, oh. dedication and passion and fucking camaraderie and like whatever comes with this drifting community and like this drifting experience and like this bonding of men or whatever the fuck you want to call it it's like male bondage it's 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 fucking nuts like guys will go to like unbelievable extremes 
of like hardship, you know, physical hardship, emotional yeah. hardship. Type two fun. Yeah, like taxing your relationship, taxing your fucking life, taxing your bank account, like every possible detriment yeah, like, to your life. It feels like, it feels like to have fun. Yeah. Or like not even like to have fun. It's just to like just to say you can do it or did it. Or, or like, that you, you know, did it. Yeah. It's yeah, like man, that's it's... I mean, it's like some like mountain climbing shit or like I feel yeah, like maybe I you get us a bunch of sweet stories to tell after too. Yeah, that's all I mean, of the thing. Too fun. It's like it's not fun then, but it's it's fun after. You know. Yeah, maybe I knew maybe that's that the... when we were in it that it was going to be great stories, Kevin. Like while we were living it, I think I said to him, "Like this is going to be a really great story that we talk about for a long time." <laughs> uh, I feel like maybe that's like the evolution that I've like, I'm like maybe missing a bunch of that, or I've. Because I know, like, obviously, when we were younger and like going to like Evergreen and stuff, this—that's exactly what it would have been—is like, oh, like everything for this event, we got to go and do this thing because it's so amazing and like it's the fun. It's literally the only thing I'm thinking about for like a week, two weeks, three weeks. But like, I definitely don't have that drive anymore to do any of that. Like, even drifting, like I want to go drifting and stuff, but like, I don't. Yeah, I don't like long for it as as i used to or whatever or like oh man i definitely like the level of like dedication and passion that you have is is and and i have is definitely fucking not even close probably i'm gonna say a few things and maybe it'll be like shitty but i apologize in advance um one i'm almost envious of you that me or kevin ability kevin or you i oh i I've been in, I've been with Kevin enough the last eight like eighteen days. I'm still envious of Kevin, but no, I'm envious of you to have that that you've been able to sep. Okay, it's a two sided two sides to every coin. Yeah. I'm envious of you that you've been able to separate yourself from that and be like, oh, I don't have that drive anymore. I do wonder if that's a thing that comes with age. Don't mean that to be offensive. You are older. Not you have more responsibilities. Okay, perfect, great. Uh, but then on the others, not offended. Good, of course you're not. Um, yeah, like I, when Kevin said he was doing this trip, and the idea of me not being able to go do it was like almost not torture, but like was really hard, like a hard pill for me to swallow. I was like, no, I, I got to go do this with Kevin. This is a big, yeah. a big deal. It's, you know, like. And, but I admire the fact that you can be like, oh yeah, like I just don't have that drive anymore. And, uh, but then on the same token, it's like the other, sorry, the other side of that coin is that, man, I get back in like my regular ass kind of like job life is not, you know, like <laughs> we are a generation of I, I come from a generation of people where they were like, oh, you do what you uh, love with your life and you'll never work a day in your life type yeah. thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, I went and did that for 18 days with Kevin. And then <laughs> you come back and you're like, man, everything else is a bit of horseshit. Like, as a job, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, we have a job opening, so, you know, yeah, yeah well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Nicole was asking Nicole the last couple of days is asking me how my day was. And I was just like, 
I'd have absolutely nothing to complain about. But like after the last three weeks, like today is really shitty, you know? Like, <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm going through drift event withdrawals, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I know like normally like on a Wednesday after a drift event on a Saturday, I'll start to feel like extra shitty or something. And like I call that drift event withdrawals. But like now I'm like really feeling that it feels like. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm telling good. people shit about my life that like I know they don't care about, but I'm like, so I'm on the strip in the back of a pickup truck, you know, we're fucking people are doing cookers on on the strip in Vegas, and they're like, oh yeah, and I'm like, here's a video, and they're like, you know, and it's like, it's hard to go back to the regular thing when you do that, like. When you do that thing, you feel like so passionate about, it and you're like, "Yeah." But that's the thing. It's like, fuck it. Doing a ho- like having being that into a hobby is almost problematic, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. Like, that's like, what it is. But, but, but get this. So, it's not a hobby. So, fuck so it for example, my life. Well, so for example, like Kevin, you know, you're whatever, thirty-seven or whatever years old, thirty-six. I don't know. Uh, you know, you're like mid, not quite middle age yet, but like, you know, relatively successful middle aged guy, whatever. Right. But I feel like we're still in like the, the lower realm of things. You know what I mean? Like, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm older, but I'm like still sort of at the same level of you as you financially, except for like, obviously like I have a family and a house and all this other shit, which like doesn't really have anything to do with this, but like, you know, like most of the people that, you know, when we go to those crazy uh, like drag events and all this other shit, and we're just like, how in the fuck is this even possible for like some dude to like have this, you know, stacker trailer and like leave for an entire week and like, bring his fucking $200,000 race car and like all these spares and all this shit. And like, that's not a 30 year old guy, man. That's like a 50, 60 year old dude who now has like a fucking business and like, you know, maybe multiple income streams or whatever the fuck it is. I mean, maybe in today's day and age, it could be a 20 year old for fuck's sake. I don't know, but I'm just saying generally in the history of things, the older you get as like a, let's just say man, it could be a person, but mostly we're talking about men. The older you get as a man, the more sort of like prolific you become in your fucking hobbies, if you will. And like now you're not buying, you know, like an Alteza drift car, but now you have like a dedicated full out like racing drift car that just goes to these events or some shit. And like now, now 8K, 10K, 12K, that's like a fucking drop in the hat. You know what I mean? Like, especially yeah, if totally. you're road racing and yeah. shit, man. No, I like agree. You're probably spending maybe 40, it's... 50K a year on your car and the racing and, and yeah, all yeah. the shit to do with your shitty hobby. You know what I mean? But maybe it's but maybe it's part and parcel for the guy that's doing it because maybe that guy's always done it and he's just... No, no, for sure. But I'm saying... hobby has grown exponentially. Like, you don't stop doing it and then turn 55 and then you're like i'm gonna that's what i mean i mean it's like you used to fuck with civics i mean there was one guy on the trip who was like there was who was the guy on the how old is he kevin on the trip Uh, i mean his name was edwin but yeah he was 65 oh was it a good driver 60 he's out there all the time he you know like 
That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. He also bought our meal the first night, which was rad. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Edwin. Yeah. I think maybe part of the like, you know, how like I was saying my sort of uh, outlook on it is different is, uh, is maybe like, like, you know, how like when you're young, you can do things, whether or not you can or not, you just always find a way to kind of fucking do it. And then later on, you're like, eh, I'll like worry about that money shit later. And yeah. like maybe maybe where I'm at now is like like I know I can't afford it. Like you obviously could afford it, but like you know that you really shouldn't afford it, and like you kind of can't really afford it. You know what I mean? And maybe it's like that responsibility level or like level of like what's the word? Um, uh, like when you're like <laughs> rational, that like yeah. rationalization. And realization that that is actually the truth, not like this elevated, like, yeah, fuck it. I could totally go to like Final Boat and like trailer my car and do all this shit. Like, I could totally do that where it's like, no, actually, you can't and you probably shouldn't. So I'm I'm at this level right now where it's like, I kind of can't and I shouldn't. So yeah. I'm yeah, envious, I mean, but also sad. It sounds like you thing. have the life, you know, it sounds like you've had the life beaten out of you, bud. I just don't have enough money, man. Like, I if know. You were making a fuck ton of money, I'd be blowing. I'm not blowing it, but like, also that's the thing too. Is like, I'm, I'm kind of like, like I want to be at the point with like serial nine, where it's like, yeah, I want to be making fucking two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year myself, so that I could like actually feel good about blowing fifty k on a fucking car that I want to build. You know what I mean? I can't. I don't want to be like, like nickel and diming this fucking bullshit car build that like. I can barely afford and then we can like go to two drift events and like I feel guilty about like I'm kind of sick of that you know what I mean I just want to like yeah. make a bunch of money so that we can like right like I can build the car that I want to do the things that I want with the level of financial security that I want you know what I mean so that's that's sort of sure. where I'm at but I mean you like I said you make you have way more like disposable income than I do so you're probably totally on that level with what you just did so that's cool it's such an interesting thing because it's like, I don't know. Again, I'm an objective third party. I'm not really objective. It's just my funny joke. Subjective third party to like Serial yeah. 9. But like I go out there and I see you, you two are building a thing that has like this immense following. People are really about what you're into. Like that was a big takeaway for me as well, right? It's just like, holy shit, like. We're in Arizona and people listen to us talk, which was rad. But mm-hmm. then also just like they do that because they believe so thoroughly in what you do as an individual that they also are like, yeah, I'll listen to three random dudes <laughs> shoot the shit for like two hours every two weeks, you know, like. And yeah. so I get what you're saying, but that's a very Gerard thing. It's like you want to be the best of the best you know you want to be at the top and it's like but like i i i see you working your way up there you know like you're in that point right now but yeah um you have a very responsible outlook which is this is very different from all of our other podcasts usually kevin's the chaotic voice of reason (laughs) and now gerard is like yo i gotta like reel it in for my like retirement or whatever but well i mean like i'm thinking about like traveling with my family and like those like i can't even imagine the fucking dollar signs like the costa rica trip was 
yeah, man, it was like fucking insane money, right? Like it, it was even right. a cheap place to go, but like even just the fucking car rental was six thousand dollars, and like not to mention, you know, the accommodations and all the fucking activities mm-hmm. and like uh, you know, like the fucking general shit of it all. It's like having a family with three kids is, is expensive as fuck. Like when you want to do those things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even the day to day is obviously like more expensive than a family of two, but like, you know, you want to travel like that's, that's fucking six or five plane tickets, not two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's also, it's like Jody, my wife was like, Oh, you went on this like fantastic road trip. And I was like, yeah, but, you can't really do that with a six-year-old, you know, like, I mean, the, you could, the trip but that, that trip, maybe not, but I mean, you definitely could do like, well, uh, yeah, you could do a road trip, not the yeah, road, not trip, that road trip. trip no. It's like, no. I'd be torched. there were some long days of driving and, you know, mm. like June would not mm. like that. And, but yeah, um, I don't know. And then I wonder, is that around the corner? Do I eventually turn into Gerard and become very irresponsible? The idea of Gerard and responsible in the same sentence I mean, is I mean, hilarious. I think it's all relative too, right? Like, I mean, I'm literally buying fucking wheels and cars left, right, and center to like yeah, yeah. And this and that, right? But like, at the yeah. same time. You got that hustle. You still got that hustle, Gerard. But I mean, maybe at the at the thing is like maybe the like the selfish sort of gluttony of drifting isn't like biting me so hard right yeah. now. I mean, also could be the fact that I haven't done it in so long, and like I was gonna say that I don't have a fucking car to do it with, even so. Like, well, the like, blit. I will say, just on the record, anytime anyone sees a photo or whatever of the blit, they lose their shit. And the idea of all the BMW messages I get from you is upsetting because the Blit is so fucking cool, but we haven't done like really realistically anything, anything with, with it. it. I know. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I know. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I know we talk about so it all the time. Final boat or what? Yeah, that was the other thing. I was so. So Ryan, are we going to final boat or what? <laughs> well, let me see. So. Yeah, what I was saying, you know, I always talk to you about selling it and this and that. And it's like, that's like a sort of perfect example. It's like, the only reason I want to sell the Blit is to fund another car. Like, if I had that money, or if the company had that money that like, just, you know, another fucking 30 grand laying around for another project car or whatever it may be, there's no way I'd sell the Blit. I don't want to sell the Blit. I've fucking put my heart and soul into that stupid fucking thing. I bought it from a piece of shit and I've literally spent, I don't know how many goddamn hours making it the better piece of shit that it is now than when I bought it. Yeah. But like, I don't want to sell it. I like that car. It's cool. It, it serves a purpose in the like arsenal of serial nine cars. It's like kind of more the most show worthy car. It's going yep. to, if I get approved, it's going to wheat fest. You're this year. getting approved. <laughs> And and it's gonna be cool. That's gonna be something. They're gonna be like, yeah, we approved this guy last year. He never even showed up. Like, don't waste. <laughs> what a day! Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. The but like, I do better than build... the one hundred. Then you so, building the one hundred. At this point, I think the blit is better than you building the one hundred for a fest or just, just for anything. Well, the blit's blit... kind of done. So like, the blit needs like five mods, and it's like a pretty fully sick car. 
Whereas, it's like, a the fully sick car as it is right now. The the hundred needs to be completely built from the ground up. Yeah, it's just anyway. I got a lot of thoughts. That's not what we're here for. But I mean, yeah, I get. Wait till, wait till the blitz, like you know, like in a month or two, it'll be good. Like four. I already best, like the blitz. What am I good. waiting for? I already am. I'm in the corner slugging it out. I for know, the man. Blitz. Like for me, I maybe my standards is just like fucking just too high or Gerard's, something. Gerard's building two cars in the next month, apparently. He's doing it. Um, yeah, I wonder. Maybe, maybe Gerard. Fuck, this is a weird reference, but I've had two beer that are strong. Um, you're I like you way more than two beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fifteen well, uh, percent beers or something. Anyways, go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe you're like Batman, and okay. Kevin is like Bane from Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. Okay. <laughs> or the, and where Whereas, like, well, hear me out. Kevin okay. is just too far into drifting to like ever not to ever turn his back on it. Whereas, like, so he was he was born in the darkness, you know. Like, <laughs> you okay. didn't. You know, by the time he saw the light, you know, it was too late. You know, you yeah. you merely a dot. You were into a myriad <laughs> of things before you came to drifting. So, like, yes, you adopted. <laughs> Drifting. The light or the dark. Like, yeah, you 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 adopted the darkness. Yeah. Kevin was born in it. Like okay. he was shaped by it and can't can't not be anything but that. Yeah. And uh, and honestly, I kind of see that because like as a media dude, I think my aesthetic tastes align more. Like I'm always excited by the types of things. Uh, you know, like when Gerard talks about how things should look. It's not that like I have that same standard, but those are the things that like really get it going. And Kevin will often say to me, he's like, I'm more open to the other types of builds than you and or Gerard are open to. Like you, Kevin still has standards, but he's a little bit more lenient on things. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need to be lenient because I take photos mm -hmm. and Gerard, you don't need to be lenient because like you're a style function kind of guy you know you you make the things work but like your shit needs to look sick mm -hmm. it's like i don't know you probably wouldn't have raised your car up to do the things that kevin did but you also wouldn't have done the what kevin did you wouldn't have done no, drift Gerard wanted me to raise my car more yeah yeah i told him <laughs> No, All but right. you anyway. did raise it in the end to where I said you were going to, you remember? Like, I, you raised it, and then you guys lowered it, and then it rubbed, and then you, like, spaced out the fender and then ended up raising it a bit anyways. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, my, my, raising, <laughs> my raising level was, like, the reasonable sort of, like, this is going to work and get you there. What you do when you're there, you can, like, do that. But, like, for the long journey where you don't want to worry about, like, fucking having problems and like blowing your fenders off like before you even get to start the event that was sort of my like hey don't worry about the way it looks on the like trip down with your snow tires and your fucking roof rack and shit like look like you're yeah, going yeah. to a subaru meet or some shit you know <laughs> <laughs> um i but think I, I wasn't willing to like deal with it when i got there you know i was just like yeah i was over it you, yeah you were yeah. already like, okay, so this actually goes into the next thing too, which is kind of <laughs> great. 
Um, yeah, Kevin dealt with the muffler. He put like did have oh the you did that back and forth thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which was like made the world of difference. I think that is like the us getting old, where it was like, oh, like this is. I mean, you could have just had the Neil muffler and like hit a switch instead of physically changing muffler. Yeah, it's like two bolts though. Yeah, yeah, he did it. Two bolts, jacking um, the car up, getting underneath it. But anyways, yeah. And again, like, man, I had never like. I don't. I know en- enough about cars, but like on that trip, I definitely felt very dumb. Like, like everyone else is like, "Oh, you brought this fucking Southern dandy with you, or whatever." That can't like do anything. And I was like, "Ah, I can't was, do anything." That was more I about guess. the cardigan, really. But you know. Yeah, yeah. I did show our videos to someone. And I'm like, I'm probably the only dude in the car scene who like wears a cardigan. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I can guarantee um, you that's not true, but sure. Yeah, of course it isn't. There's, I'm an <laughs> archetype. There's, there's another version of me out there doing the like, you know, not eating meat, wearing a cardigan, and drinking craft beer, and hanging out with, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're all this infinite versions of ourselves in the car scene. Um, but we did have a conversation. It was like the ideal thing would have been to have four of us, and uh, the the roster of people that we chose, which I don't want to offend anyone that's listening, Alex from Respect, uh, that to bring would have been Kevin to drive, Gerard as like the consultant, like the overseer of like mm-hmm. what needs to be done, uh, Eric as the doer to just like get shit done, and then me to do media. Like that is the that would have been the actual like proper dream team. Like we would have. Probably saved Kevin a lot of stress <laughs> for everything. Yeah, but else. I mean, I don't know if you could add one more person or ten more people. Obviously, like there's going to be less, you know. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, you can't bring four people, and like we couldn't fit four people. No. Or, you know. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't. But that was the that was that was the thing. I feel like other people have a lot of people with them. But maybe I mean, there's also like. It's kind of like that California trip that we took. There were definitely excess people on that trip that like just fucking tagged along. I mean, I want to say there's probably only really one, but like, you know, they like kind of didn't have anything to do. And like, they kind of like sort of could maybe kind of pay their way. And like, you know what I mean? And then they're just like, yo, I'll like take some fucking shitty photos of you or something. And like, let me come along. And then there's like two of them, you know? I think that's the type of people that went with those people versus quality people. Like you're saying, Eric or me, or like you, for example, shit. Like there's probably just a bunch of like nobody people. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's the dream team, I guess is, is that where it's like, cause Kevin was very nice about it, but he was like, honestly, if Gerard was here, we would have <laughs> solved this problem very early on. <laughs> and I was like, yup, probably. Cause I'm just trying to figure out how to set up this flag over here. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Is there anything else to say about Drift Week? I don't know. I don't know. I feel oh. like we kind of come. Yeah. I did have a question when I was, oh, fuck, when I went away, I was like, um, I think that I asked already, do you think it was worth it? Like the value to like what you, like, did you, was your experience 
worth it? Like not not just financially, just like obviously, just like there, there was a lot of other things. Like, like obviously, you're gonna. I assume you're gonna say yes. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I would. <clears throat> yeah, like I, I think I said this before. The same thing, where it's like, all right, well, if like I could make my own drift week, would I change a bunch of things? Like, yeah, like I feel like if I could make my own drift week, it would just be. S- maybe slightly less events like mm-hmm. like the one track that i really would want two days at was horse thief, horse thief which was only one day mm-hmm. you know which is unfortunate and it's like you know i kind of felt bad it's like ryan would be like oh you would be really cool if we could like you go see tucson and i'm like yeah it would be but we're not and you know he's like oh it'd be cool if we could go like joshua tree national park or whatever i'm like because he's like we're going right by it and i'm like yeah, that'd be cool, but we're not. <laughs> you know, I didn't realize though, that it was like it was, a turn. Like, I thought it was there, on the yeah, side of the road. <laughs> well, it's just like yeah, this is like there's you know there wasn't really any time except for like yeah, there was the one day in Vegas where they had the like off road derby, which mm-hmm. would have been fun. But same thing, it was like like dude, I'm I I have the one car I have. Like I, I can't go buy another car and like, mm-hmm. and we had to stay and wait for the steering rack. But like. And then, you know, and then, yes, you know, it's like to me, if there was maybe more group activities and slightly less drifting, but like the whole reason is to be there is to drift. So, but okay. So how about like, for example, the, the camaraderie building aspect, which would have been the hanging out. And I mean, obviously the drifting is as well, but like with drifting, it's kind of like, it is a bit of like a like a hectic race you know what i mean like you're, you're yeah. like fixing your car and you're like getting ready to go out and then you're going out yeah. so, like you guys are just like fucking dilly dallying yeah. chilling out and like hanging out and having beers together you know what i mean it's like right yeah. that's when you're doing the thing so what you're yeah. saying is like maybe there should have been a bit more like groupy chilly like let's hang all on. go to this place and like yeah. hang out i'm just yeah there could have been more of that but yeah, yeah. But then yeah, also, it's, it just I, feels like we're, you know, you're the. This is the first time that you're there. It's like I'm sure if some random guy shows up to like the zero nine drift event for the first time, I'm not gonna like roll out the red carpet or like mm-hmm. invite invite him to come drink beers with us or something. You know what I mean? It's like I'm yeah. gonna, you know. Yeah, you're yeah, like a noob. Yeah. Exactly, I'm a noob to this scene, so you know I can't I really I, can't really expect too much. I likened it to what did I say, Kevin? It was like we moved high schools in our senior year. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like you're you're like, yeah, I was on the football team at my old high school, but you've already had tryouts and your quarterback's been chosen. You know, like yeah. uh, not that skill level, like, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, you're you're being dropped into the middle of episode seven as a new character trying to like make your way. And then, I mean, as a plus one, it becomes even more difficult. Okay. So there's the two sides to this. I did initially think like, Oh, we're going to like be great friends with everyone. Uh, I would even say, listen, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but when Kevin and I went to the Vegas thing, we were firing on all cylinders. We were just the most charismatic dudes out there, but 
it was, you know, whatever. Not, not everybody was picking up what we were putting down. The Boise guys, uh, I truly enjoyed hanging out with them and spending time with them and, like, building that camaraderie with them. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, like, across all drift things. Like, I would could probably see most drift week people in the street and not know that I was on this, like, crazy journey with all of them but you know the people that i did get a chance to connect with i thought that was really great but yeah it wasn't it wasn't uh across the board i would say you know um to your question initially was like was it worth it realistically the only way this would have been bad for me is like if at the end of it, Kevin and I agreed that we were never talking again. You know, like, if we just, like, <laughs> we're like, oh, this is stupid, and we're not friends, and then they'd be like, oh, know, you know, that's, that would have been the worst. But anything other than that, like, I was kind of just along for the ride and really enjoyed it. So that, so, yeah, it's very easy for me to be like, it was totally worth it, but I didn't shoulder the same amount of responsibility that Kevin had to shoulder. Mm-hmm. So I'm appreciative of that, that he did do that. Yeah. Seems like a, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. I Pretty monumental. Uh, I mean, honestly, like, did, did you think you were going to do that on your own? Like before Ryan was going to come? Uh, well, I mean, at, at that point, I didn't really have, yeah, I was sort of like, because it seemed like you were sort of hell-bent on going regardless of who else was going. But, like, do you think you could have done that on your own? It would have been more work, <laughs> but not that much more work. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, no, that's not bad. I asked uh, But, like, honestly, yeah, the points where I found it most critical was, like, when I'd been driving for six hours and I was sort of like, oh, I'm nodding off and, like, I need someone to talk to, you know? Like, yeah. um, I asked Kevin like day two because I felt bad. I was like, "Did I take someone's seat <laughs> that would be more useful than like than I am on this?" And he kind of said, "Like, yeah." And he kind of said, "Like, I probably would have just begged someone to come with." Like at that point, like if it wasn't you, I would have just like found. <laughs> anyone to sit in that seat which made me feel like a bit better uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. i was gonna say like for you to go because like yeah like did anybody travel farther than you uh, uh mike brought his he had his ls with a tent trailer and his dog and his girlfriend that's so funny because like, like they, there's probably no other car in the entire world that could fucking do that trip than a than a Celsius or an LS. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. To drive that far and drift and tow a trailer and fucking do burnouts and go drifting and then drive all the way back. Like that's insane. Like and yeah. it's probably yeah, like it's relatively wild. stock, like as far as like powertrain wise. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally yeah, yeah, just I think it was <laughs> it was completely stock powertrain except for the transmission. How about the, the Naoki aspect? Uh the Naoki aspect was I mean, it was cool. It was cool to see him there. It was cool to see his driving, like, one-on-one. It was, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, It was never, like, the the main draw for me, though. Um, Yeah. Like, I wanted, like, I thought it'd be cool to get, like, a Drift Week 
sweatshirt or something or whatever, but they literally sold out day one because it was just like pandemonium because like there were so many people there to see Naoki and like Yeah. That's crazy, man. Man, Kevin almost got was trying to get a skateboard with it <laughs> on it. And That's which was cool. cool. But it was also as no matter how strict a track was, a track was, it seemed like they'd be like, "You guys can't do this," and then somebody would be like, "Naoki's going to do that," and he's like, "Naoki, you can do that. Nobody else can do that." <laughs> yeah, they're and, just like, "Yeah, he'll just do whatever he wants anyway." Well, I mean, like there was a time when he was banned from D one, man. He was fully yeah. banned from D one because he was street right. He was street yeah. And yeah, uh... <laughs> the end of the day. Kevin, would you do it again? I would do it again, yeah. I'd follow Kevin to the ends of the earth, like fucking Samwise Ganji to Bilbo, no, to Frodo Baggins, you know, Lord of the Rings. Honestly, like, like driving from like the Pacific Northwest, like rainforest down through like California and into like the deserts of Arizona and then up through like this crazy mountainside in Salt Lake and back up and it was a crazy thing. I went, you know, I went to two states I've never been to. I drove at five tracks I've never driven at. Yeah, I I drove for more hours in a day than I normally I thought I could. And then I did that multiple days in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would do it again, but I'm not chomping at the bit to do it anytime soon. That's crazy. Fair. Gerard is along for the ride next time. All right. I would mm-hmm. also do it again, but because my life's easier than Kevin's. And on that note. Well, next uh, time next time you're driving. <laughs> I'm getting two stock seats. We're taking the Prius. <laughs> yeah, we're taking the Prius. 10 out of 10. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, uh, sorry for anyone that asked questions. I know we had some. People wanted us to talk about Penticton. Do that next time. I mean, we could uh, probably yeah. just have a podcast like fucking next week or some shit, and then, uh, but then the the the, the staggeredness of the that doesn't matter. We the releases or whatever. I don't know. We could just film it next week and release it that way. Yeah. Yeah, like the one. There's a video of Kevin and I essentially doing a 12 minute. Uh, oh yeah. By accident, which we should put in what podcast without you. But then it was like we could have put it up. And then we were gonna film more, but then I also felt mildly guilty that Gerard wasn't in it, and it was missing part good. of the magic. Well, Kevin well, and I just well, also crushed we were gonna, here. We were gonna do the uh, remaining four, yeah, and then we never did. No, uh, did it once, but I crush a bunch of beer in a video and then say some shit. Um, yeah, we can. I'll maybe we'll post. Maybe we'll post that up on the Serial Nine Two channel. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, I appreciate everyone that listens to this. This is was one of my big takeaways from the trip. Uh, it's great. I just thanks everyone for who listens, and thanks to Kevin and Gerard for always doing it, putting their name on it, and uh, yeah. Well, Sorry you, we thank, took a break. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, yeah, it does seem like you guys being on Drift Week and meeting more people that actually listen to the podcast. And I mean, even in the last sort of bit, me talking 
to other people, even uh, since I've gotten into this BMW world, like even talking to some of those guys, they actually listen to the podcast. Like, I mean, they also cross over into the other world, but like, it's crazy to see other sort of basically random people that listen to the podcast. So that's like pretty cool. Thank you. Guys. Right on. Yeah. Good. Hmm. We did it. We did We're it. back. Doing podcasts. All right. Thanks everyone. He's out. Check you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.